Welcome to the Monday Club Conversations podcast. In this episode, we talk about health and how the attitudes to healthcare have changed over the years. What's really interesting in this episode is the huge improvements the introduction of the NHS has made to people's well-being. Do you want me to start? Yes. Because my memory of going to the dentist was not at all pleasant. There was sort of very big black chairs and um, gas masks and little things they used to put in your mouth to make you fall asleep before they could, you know, and put a gas mask over you. But the most horrible thing to me was the nurse because she used to pull your dress up and examine your chest before you went in if you were having a tooth out. Oh, very good. This was in toilet green. And I was complaining one day and she said to me, stop complaining, child. You don't know what pain and suffering is like. And I didn't understand it at the time, but this was in the 50s and she was undoubtedly a nurse mm. who had been off to the oh. second world yeah. war. Yeah. 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 So when I look back on it now, it's still a horrific memory, but I can understand perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Where she was you know. coming from, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but at nine, you wouldn't have, would you? No. You know, no. You know this was what you were going through at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. So, how about the rest of you? Well, I mean, I can remember my grandmother taking to every dentist in Pontypridd because I had tooth ache, and nobody would take it out until we found the one, and that must have been the one who was trained by SS during the war. <laughs> and, um, oh, I can still remember the pain. I can also remember the pain of having a, um, a TB. I've still got the mark in my top of my arm in the chest clinic in Courthouse Street. I think I have as well. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you had yeah. A, the initial test, didn't yeah. you? And then yeah. obviously I didn't react to the test. So my grandmother takes me to Courthouse mm. Street and I can see the needle now. It must have been that big, you know. <laughs> and push it, it, was, it, was, it was a huge Like needle, my husband when he had his, um, you know, to stop you having children, it was like that. <laughs> 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 and it was thick. <laughs> Very long and thick. <laughs> well, men are, <laughs> my men are such big babies. <laughs> I still got the mark at the top of my arm. You know. Yeah. Now, the subject of needles, sorry. It's we all right. went to um, a smallpox outbreak. Yeah. Like, I can't remember, about, it must have been about 10, I suppose, or maybe younger than that. And we all had to queue in a building in Greyfriars Road. And there was this big long queue, and we went upstairs, and they were all set out all these desks. And I got to have mine done, and I said, Please, doctor, don't hurt me. Oh. <laughs> and I never, I never let me forget that. It was a couple of yeah. years ago, wasn't it? You know, that it was a 50 years. 1962. Mm. 62, yeah. Yeah. Well, my father, yeah. I phoned, somebody was asking for memories, and um, my dad was working down in Brown and Lennox, and um, somebody came to take out all his stuff, his chaps from, the, from his locker and all his clothes, and... Um, I think he was from the Rhonda, so I think he had it, but I can't remember he died. But mm-hmm. um, my half, father had a telephone <coughs> conversation with somebody who was doing the research. So, I, 62 Marine, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's uh, 50 years, yeah. You're talking about the smallpox. Smallpox, yeah. 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 Do you remember it? Uh, 
Well, very much so, yes. Yeah. I got the marks on my arms. Yeah. Yeah. But I was one year, one year old when my father was a miner in the pit and he, was, uh, he had an ambulance box that he'd have to carry around. But I think they, they'd give him a shilling for, for doing it, you know. And um, he went down to see to this man and the next thing we knew that the man had gone in with smallpox. Right. But the next thing was my father had smallpox. Oh, and he had, well, I was about a year old and my brother was a couple of years older. And um, we had a grandmother in the house as well. So my mother, I can remember my mother saying that a whole house had to be fumigated. Mm -hmm. We're talking about 1920, 1930. And the whole house was fumigated because that was the way. And they sent him off to an isolation hospital mm -hmm. in Llanilleth, that was there. Oh, right. mm -hmm. And so that was my memory. So I still got, but again, you were saying in 1962. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Well, it started all up again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I was in school in Evervale. And um, there was a doc, one of the doctors there, who had children in this very same place, and he said he was doing it. So I went up, I could go up to his house and have it done. So then I had two then mm. in the line then, yeah. two of his marks. Mm. Was your father marked at all? No, no. He, no, he wasn't, yeah. fortunately. Yeah. Well, I, not that we could ever see. Yeah, yeah, because it's just disfiguring marks. I mean, he might have done, but... Um, yeah, but not fish on his face. But they'd never anything. talk about if there was something anywhere else on your body. No, 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 no. Yeah, but he came out of it okay, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And we all did, <laughs> fortunately. Yes, yeah. I think there's one disease has been eradicated, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. Good job. Mm. Yeah, I spoke. Which was the inoculation where you had, you know, when you went for the test? That's, that's it, TB. Was it, TB, was it yeah. the one, or oh, was TB the same? Yeah. It looked TB. like a cork, looked a bit like a French knitting dolly. No, it was it was like a little cork and you had like little syringe, syringe No needles. No, it was yeah, and just and left you with a sex little TV, TV or polio, polio, colour dots. Polio, because we had the thing like that on, on here. Yeah, yeah. and you could see circular dots That's for right. years. For years and years. What sort of age were you then? In your teens. I I got a feeling I was probably yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can remember the children having it done in school. Well, when I was in hospital having Claire, this is in Tumpia. A visitor, somebody's grandmother came in, and then we found out within a day or two that she contracted TB. Mm -hmm. So we all had to, when we came out of hospital, go down to Pontypridd to the chest clinic, as it was then, and have, um, you know, another jab yeah, as right. a yeah. child, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I used to go to the doctor, thinking about the chest clinic. But, young and perhaps I'd go with a sore throat and he'd look at me and he'd take it. I was, I was puny I suppose, I don't know. I was only seven stone something until I was in my 40s. But um, he'd send me down, he'd, he'd feel my arms and look at my throat and send me down to the chest clinic, down to the TB clinic as it was then, you know, to have uh, chest x-rays. But he always used to say, mm, yes, yes, you're down there, Dr Maxwell. Mind you, he says you've got a good pair of legs. <laughs> <laughs> I got big legs, Miss. That's all, you, all the walking you did, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we certainly a lot of walking. Yeah, yeah. well, we yeah. did, didn't we? Yeah. Well, perhaps we're as fit as we are because of school, yeah. Dorothy, isn't it? And um, 
Walk in the school. And orange juice and cod liver oil. Milk. Even though it was usually gone off. Because it was usually on the radiator. Was either too warm or too cold? Yeah, it was either too warm or too cold. My father used to get cod liver oil from the pit. And we took them every morning, yeah. religiously. So there's got to be something, you yeah. know, yeah. good in them. Well, in no yeah. cars, I mean, this is a, you know, as you get older, you know, we're all of an age here, but it's all walking, wasn't it? You walked everywhere. Walked everywhere. We didn't have a car until no. I was on Clare. No. Well, my dad's 95, yeah. as you all know, and he's, he's never had a car. No. He never had a car, and no. he walked everywhere. And he's, he's there was only about three cars around, I think, in my day. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. On television, we didn't have a TV until we were 16. That's it. We didn't have electric. You know, we had candles going up to bed, stuck on a saucer with a bit of wax. And then mum or dad would come up and blow it up when we were in bed. Well, I can remember getting gas mantles from Plowman's in Old Park Terrace. We had a stupid system. We had electric upstairs and gas downstairs so I don't know but why. nothing upstairs gas downstairs yeah, yeah, those little mantles yeah, and the people yeah, around you boom. yeah I can remember going to see a house of John and I were married and um, they had still had gas mantles downstairs John what was upstairs I no I didn't like that <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't go any further with our yeah. <laughs> does anybody remember having their tonsils out because I do yes oh, yes I do yes that's right I was about four I was quite young, isn't I it? know, it was four, four or five, mm. I wasn't, I was little. Mm. Ely Hospital, as far as I can remember. But because I was so little, there was a ward full of children having to have their tonsils out. Because I was so little, they put me in a cot, <laughs> this big iron barred oh, cot, and I can see it now. Oh, this big, I, so I wouldn't fall out because I was little. And I was frightened to death, there was all these kids running around, I couldn't get out because I was in this cot. I was promised ice cream. Afterwards, you know, we had, you know, lived, I can't remember going down to have it done, but I can remember mm. coming back and this blooming nurse who was like about 10 foot high making me cornflakes when I just had my tonsils <laughs> out. And I was petrified. I wanted my ice cream, but she made me eat cornflakes because it would make your throat better. Oh, I can see that mask in oh. my face. Yeah. And I was, I was five, mm. but I can see it now. Mm. And my little legs are going. Mm. Nineteen to the dozen. Oh, <laughs> flailing kids, don't it? I had a ganglion removed. Uh, <laughs> a big lump. You can see the scars now on my hand. Um, my, it was bothering me a little bit, so my mother took me to doctors and she said, is, is it true you can hit it with the Bible? Yeah. I said, he wouldn't recommend that, Mrs. White. She said, no, I don't. I, I think we send Caroline to hospital. I, think. I, think I, I did it now. So would actually yeah. do that. Yeah. I think I, I did it falling over um, in a chapel. I had one, but it disappeared. But it was it really, you know, um, quite painful moving my arm. So I went in. I think I was in hospital for about a week. Oh, yeah. And it was at the uh, Old East Morgan. And I, I think I was the eldest in the children's ward at the time. And uh, the nurse came along and said, um, we're going to look for nits now. <laughs> So we were all in the end room, the day room down the bottom. So, um, so there they were, tough coming, and then my goodness me, some of them were like horses, you know. So really massive, you know. I don't know who it was, but we would, you know, surprised we all didn't end up having them because I think she the used the same comb. Yeah. Same comb. Yeah. So yeah, she said, "Watch that bottle now, Cal. Make sure." And there was a huge bottle of 
knitting over stuff, but it was quite ghastly, I've got to say. So, um, I had a couple of long stays in Shidlava because I had um, problems with my feet. And the thing I remember about the operation is it's a bit of a warren of the place. I don't you remember it. Yeah. 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 And as you were being sort of wheeled to the op, totally flat on the back, and it was passing all the overhead oh, lights, yeah. as you could, and it was like, I'm going to my doom. <laughs> wasn't that like a war? It was a war, was something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was built in the war, wasn't it? For, was, um, East Morgan was the Canadian hospital, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. American or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it was just yeah, one level, wasn't it? So oh, yeah. Was yeah, it was corridors everywhere. And you walked for miles. Yeah, my abiding memory about it was, as I was recovering, and I was in hospital for, you know, months, but I, I presume I'd be in and out now, and, you know, my parents would have had to look at me, my foot was in a plaster cast type thing. Because I was one of the sort of walking wounded, some of the people lay in plaster casts of themselves as a way to straighten their, their spine. Yeah. So they could lay there and we go to a school every day and they would just like throw their books on the floor. So those hopping people like me could hop over and look after them. But the thing that sticks in my mind now is in the evenings after visiting time, you would wind bandages. Mm. Could you imagine now, yeah. health and safety, allowing patients, patients to sit yeah. there winding up bandages? But the most horrible thing for me was, it was a very long-term hospital. And my dad visited me every night, but I had to share him with all the other kids because they didn't get patients and he was a very kind man. I was not amused mm -hmm. and I used to bring me sweets every day. Uh, an increasing number of these sweets would be, and I used to try and hide them under my pillow <laughs> so, so I could keep them and not have to share them out. But every time my dad went, the nurse used to come and look under my pillow. Now, you realise it's fair enough, but when you're little, you don't do it. Of course you don't. It's my dad, and they are my sweets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it a polio hospital or something like that? Then? Uh, no, 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 not particularly. It was an orthopaedic hospital. I so, went to have yeah. my bunions removed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and some of the children were in there, were in there for years. And they, they came from places that seemed far afield then, like Newport, perhaps Monmouth. And no kid cars, did they? Mm. So their parents mm. would only come at the weekends or perhaps only once a fortnight yeah. to see them. Yeah. Then anybody else go into hospital? I remember um, Royal Infirmary in Cardiff before they built the Heath. We used to have to go down there and they had the uh, ground floors and all the um, pictures on the walls of, um, you know, the doctors who'd be in the nurses who'd, during the war, you know, in the full um, leather dresses, caps and everything. And they had the ground floor there. I went there as an outpatient a couple of times when I fell and broke my wrists and stuff like that. But uh, my grand was in there one time. She visited. She was staying with us. She was ill, and it was January, and it was 1979. So it's good. And she was screaming, "Blue murder!" My grandma, they're understaffed. They're, you know, oh, going. Change there. Yeah, 1917. You know, yeah. just before they oh, built um, right. Heath Hospital, yeah. they they used yeah. to send everybody to. Um, Cardiff Royal Infirmary in Newport Road, and my yes, grand, yeah. my grand died there. In there, in fact, um, about a few years later, she had um, flu and no flu injections in those mm -hmm. days. She was mm -hmm. about eighty-four, but um, she died there. Then a few years later, 
Then my brother was in there with um he tripped over the cat on the stairs and broke his ankle. Anyway, um, he ended up in the infirmary and um, he ended up catching an infection. But now I think they've used it as an emergency out of hours um, doctor's thing because I went there when I had a sinus infection a few years ago. But it's big uh, renovations now. Yes. I just hope they can it's, keep it like that. Still, it's it's still, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. don't know what for some yeah. type of outpatient thing, I think. Yes. I mean, my dad was born in 1923, and when he was 18, just before he went into the war, um, he was working in the Albion, and he'd gone down Colliery, so he went down for his shift, and he started having tummy pains, and um, of course, it's awkward to get up, you know, once, the, you know, once you're down, you're yeah, down, sort yeah. of thing, and he was. By the end of the shift, he was really poorly, and uh, I think he had to walk home from Kilvenny then to Massacoid. And by the time he got home, my grandmother had made him a basin of chips with an egg on top, you know. Sounds and nice. he said, oh, I can't, I can't eat that, I'm going to go to bed. So he didn't go to work the next day, he was still in pain. And um, he came down there and then he lay on the city and um, my, my grandfather said, oh, I'll go and get Dr. James. James you had to pay for them then, didn't it, Well, I, well, I'll tell you what happened then. But um, he went down then, and he could see Doctor James, James's car, and he waited for him. He was in Landley Crescent visiting a patient, and he said, "Oh, my lad is really poorly, Doctor James." So he said, "Oh, I'll come up now." So he went up in his car. My grandfather had to walk, and oh. it's not far, but he didn't yeah. even give him a lift anyway. So. He said, what's the matter, boy? And he touched his tummy and he said, oh, hospital for you. Then my grandfather had to walk up then to Kilvenith to pay for an ambulance oh, to take him down to Cardiff Royal Infirmary. And my father said he can see the clock now on the wall, midnight, going in for the oh, peritonitis, oh. Uh, burst appendix. And he, he was really poorly, you know. I mean, I hope yeah. my father survived till 95, injured yeah. during the war, etc., etc. Yeah. 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 You know, they were saying that, I can remember. But we were lucky, we were really lucky, but they were paying for yeah. the collary, you see. Yeah. They were paying towards, because yeah. you're talking now, you know, before. Yeah, you uh, before the NHS. Yeah. 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 So, I yeah. brought this yeah. before the NHS, yeah. so this is an Iron Bevan. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I don't remember it, but I did. Because um, oh, yeah. he was an MP for us in Ebbovale. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, my yeah. father-in-law worked with him down the pit in Tredegan. Oh, so that's, and I, I got to meet him on a number of occasions. Oh, nice. But it's interesting if anybody wants to have a look at it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So. The Great British Menu was on recently and it was quite interesting because they were dedicating all their meals to the NHS and they had made quite a bit of reference to Nyland mm. Bennett. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of them had his, his speech about the... I know, they heard him many yeah, times. Yeah. When I was in the junior school, my hurt my knee just, you know, as you do, like, and it was nasty. And I was going back and forth because it was, it was getting pussy and everything to the doctors. And um, I'd gone then from the juniors to the grammar school. So, I mean, it had been sort of six weeks in between. And a couple of months had gone by and um, it had healed up. And I went to the cinema, just, I mean, how old was I, 11? I went to the cinema, this particular Friday night, to see something on my own. Because oh, um, it, it was only just down the road. And I must have gone to Lou and pulled my pants up. And I thought, oh, what's that there? It's a, I could feel a lump, you know. 
and um, in my groin. So I went home and I said to my mother, I got this, this lamp. I said, hey. So she went, no phones then, of course. So she went up to Port Square and rang the doctor. So he came down and he wasn't very happy. So he said, right, I said, I'm going to take her up to the hospital, mm -hmm. to Port Hospital. So I got in the car, not my mother, just me. And I can see, remember, I forgot all about this until she mentioned God. Stretched out on the in the theatre type place on the long table, <coughs> and I thought, oh my God, what are they going to do, you know? And um, anyway, they kept me in because it was obviously it's gone. This poison, whatever, was in my system. Had gone to the lymph glands, oh. you know. And um, so they kept me in. I was in for a week, and they kept checking oh, under my arms oh, and everywhere else. And, yeah. yeah, but it's gone yeah. quite a long time, you know. For those days, yes. And of course, it looked healed, but you didn't mm. know what where it was going. The infection no, was going. No, that's yeah. it. So you mentioned the doctor calling. Mm. They did call years ago, didn't they? Yeah. When yeah. I remember the doctor <laughs> coming <laughs> for many years, coming to the house. There is a change there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Come into the house, and um, yeah. when my father had bursitis because he was in a two foot six seam, yeah. A lot of you would know about this, yeah. in had minors yeah. in relatives, two foot six seam, and he was well, kneeling there all day and he yeah. had bursitis in the knee, so he couldn't work. So the doctor came on a bike because in those days nobody had cars, oh, no. not, not in my day anyway. <laughs> and um, he was called the comp doctor. Compensation, I presume yes, that's yes, what it yes, was. Yes, I don't know, yes, I can't remember yes, that. Yes. But anyway, he came on a bike, and I, I couldn't believe that this man was coming because usually the doctors walked. They, they never came on a car because no cars around. Yes. But this man did come on a bike, so that that stood out a bit in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> the district nurses used to walk as well because when my sister, just when my sister was born, I thought the nurse walking up the terrace had my sister in her bag. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a brother or sister. This was, this was a new baby sister yeah. then. Yeah. And I said to my friends, I said, oh, here's the district nurse with my baby brother or sister in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> that's how old awesome you How old were you? Well, that's one way to see. Six, seven. She's six years younger than me. Oh, that's I honestly thought my sister or brother was going to be in that. <laughs> I thought that's how they delivered it. In the oh, Did you hear any, any cries of pain or anything? No. We, we were looking, it. trying to look through because they had their babies in the front room. Yeah. And we were trying to look because they had high windows. Mm. And we were trying to look in the window, but they drew the curtains. <laughs> so they didn't let us I mean, see my nothing. sister was born in <clears throat> at home in, in Holly Street in 1956, but I don't remember. I remember Dr. Fudge coming to the house. But I don't remember uh, yeah, you know, any sort of groans or no, cries. So I think we put you off. No, I didn't you? Didn't you? Nothing. Well, we sent out to play, weren't you? Go we out were. We were all out the street, yeah. all out the terrace playing. Yeah. We weren't allowed yes. in. No, you know, it was no. all hush hush. Mm. We were so innocent in them days. When you think of yeah. six year olds today, huh. my God, yeah, they come on right. and bums, mm. they? So different. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think I prefer the olden days. I think there's too much technology today. Well, I was mentioned. You mentioned going to the cinema. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can remember going to the cinema. This was during the war, and um, a huge screen would come up in the cinema because we were 
I only went once in a very few times, you know. No, it's, it's just not bad left, honestly. <laughs> um, anyway, up on the screen came two letters. On the two letters, which I remember, because I knew my father would answer any questions if I had anything that I wanted to ask him about, because he was an ambulance man, so I know he knew everything, or at least I thought he did. So on the screen came up two letters, B, D. <laughs> so I went home, and I went upstairs, and in those days we had um, windows that went up and down like that, you know, sash, that's right. So I pushed the window up and shouted, my father was down in the yard, and I shouted, <laughs> what do you want my lovey say? What's VD? As <laughs> if it was yesterday, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. And my father said to me there and then, he said, right Dorothy, when you come in, he said, we'll go in and into, because we had a room where there were books all over the place there, we'll go in and we'll have a little look and see what we can find out what you want to know. <laughs> I, do, I can't remember any more than that, but I do remember that bit. Well, my father remembers having the film about that. Well, there you topic, are, there you are. Uh, when Karen. he was on board uh, his boat sailing well, and There you are, Africa, because they, this was during the war, you yeah, see. Yeah, well, exactly. And they yeah. had to warn these men. Yeah, that's nice right. Well, he's, the film was so gruesome, he said there were men fainting because uh, <laughs> they needed to be, you know. <laughs> Be, just be warned. I know it's a bit frivolous, but I thought well, I'd bring that up. Now. <laughs> I went to Cardiff, I must have been about 17, and my husband and I was, was going out then, and we thought we'd go and see the world of Susie Wong in Cardiff. So we got, get to, and I was going on my ears pierced as well. Right, somebody told me there was a chemist. Um, I can't remember where it was, but I can remember the chemist and it was on a corner and it went round like that. And there was a road going up there. So I went in, very brave now, very in. And in those days they used to sort of push, push something through, you know? Yeah. And um, they must have touched. Oh, I don't know. No, it wasn't. I don't know. But anyway, he started doing this one now, and I thought, my God, it's just, you know, horrendous. <laughs> so I thought, and somebody called in, they wanted him, and they found him. So I was sitting there, and he said, I won't be long. So I was sitting there feeling quite sick now. So I thought, will I go out? John was waiting outside in the, in the chemist shop. Will I go out with one done or will I wait? You know, not thinking, well, it didn't matter, but only had one done because it would heal her. I'm thinking that. So here he comes anyway, so we did the other one. And as he finished, I went through the pharmacy and I said, to, as I was going through, I said to John, will you pay him for me, please? I said, I, I feel quite, you know, I need to get out and have some air. So I went round the corner and there was a, a, a window, a long window, narrow, with a windowsill, and it was all covered in. And I sat on the windowsill like this, and I thought I'd be all right now. So John was stood in front of me, and it looked like that. There was people coming down, and the next thing I knew, John was flat on the floor. Oh, my God, and these people he said you look so awful coming out he said the girl that came out before you was red 
He said, you came out, you were like death. He said, you were so pale. We never got to see Susie Rome. Perhaps it's just as well then. Huh? Perhaps it's just as well. Did you see her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my husband had a circumcision operation in the cottage hospital, or quite late, you know, I mean, he wasn't young, he was, you know, in his 30s probably. And um, the district nurse came to see him, and um, I wasn't there, it was probably in work, so the um, nurse came in and um, she put her arm round Chris's shoulder, on his shoulder, and said, oh, I've come to see Carrie's after his post-op yes. circumcision. He said, oh, I'm the one who had the operation. Oh, we leave it there. She said, we won't bother now. She said, because she, she expected a child. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was quite old. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dave from across the road saw the nurse and the thought of what he, he knew what Kerry had done, he fainted. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, men are not very brave. Men are not they? They really are. Operations. No. But did you have nurses in the schools years ago? Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. Well, especially the knit nurse. In the yeah. school that I one of the schools anyway that I was in, they didn't have a nurse there. But we and this I was nine nine years of age, ten could have been ten, and we'd had a um, an open not an open day because they didn't do things like that years ago. We'd have to go up to the field and it would be races amongst all the classes. Oh, yeah, like a, and yeah. so anyway. In those days, I was a good runner, so I went entered into this race, and we got to the very end, and there were two people with a um, a tape across the end, and I became I came first. Well, they didn't let the tape drop on the floor, but it went around my neck, and I had a friction burn all around my neck. It was very very painful, but that wasn't the end of it because I had to go back to school and they didn't have a nurse or anybody around them. But there was a teacher that ha was qualified and they had to look after anybody who had an injury. So it took me to this teacher, Miss Hodge, her name was, I can remember that as well. So they were all misses in those days, not married women, they were all miss. No. And um, she come on, she said, sit down. She got this bottle out, iodine, and she oh, painted it. Sure. Ah. <laughs> That was even worse than what I just experienced. Yeah, yeah. The knit nurse took um, no prisoners, did she? No. You had no. to say, I used to have really long hair and it would be in always two plaits. And she would then do the plaits and she would just put her hand on your head like that oh, and comb it yeah. and it would be dragged. Yeah. Yeah. Knit coats. Oh, they were cruel. Ones. Yeah, mm. and you didn't dare. Yes, but lo and behold, if you had knits, and I probably had them when I was at the start of but from then yeah. on you were called out which I thought was really demeaning you were yeah. called out prior right. to the class inspection oh. so they'd come around I, I, could, I was about 15, 16 oh, and they were still calling you out yeah. and they knew damn well why you yeah. being called out? Yeah. Because you had nits when you were about ten or eleven. Oh, was, I, I felt really embarrassed about yeah. it. But then I had I've always had a coated tongue, as you can oh, see. 
So he said, we need to go to the doctor because your tongue. I've always had red eyelids, and I've always had red eyelids. I've always had a coated tongue, but I haven't had nits since I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, then. But it's embarrassing, you know. Yeah. And then your grandmother was embarrassing. You when Dr. Fudge came because I had tonsillitis, and she said to him, will you tell Carol she needs to wear a Liberty bodice? Oh, you're about 13, 14, you know, grand. That's what I mean. Well, she'd have me in a chastity belt as well. Talking about chastity belts. I knew I was pregnant before I got married, and I can remember going to Dr. Fudge, and um, he said to me, Now, don't do anything silly, you know, but as, as if I would. But it's. Um, Quite hard in those days, yeah. you know, when you were um, before marriage, because uh, um, for housing and sort of thing, you had to pretend you were married only for a couple of months, you know, and then we got married and we married ever since. It was shunned, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, I mean, my grandmother was having my mother, uh, it runs in the family. My great grandmother was having my grand, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah, know but you'd follow on. You'd follow on. That's the natural way, isn't it? Yes, you know. You know. But it was a stigma, you know. I feel sorry for people who did have children yeah. out of wedlock. My friend, days, my friend's yeah. mother left all her stuff on the doorstep when she got pregnant, and I thought that was awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my yeah. great grandmother oh, yeah. was only fifteen. She was a servant in a um, colony manager's house, and speculation. They were later no, there was the colony manager and his two boys were about nineteen and eighteen. It could be, you know, there was. Mm no mention of who it was on the birth my grandmother's birth certificate but and she was born in 1901 and say my great-grandmother was 15 and um, she always referred to her mother as auntie barbara yeah. Yeah. and it's, it's really mm. sad and even when um, <clears throat> my i did I did go and see her a couple of times and she used to go my grand used to go and see her half sister um, in pontypris she worked in the cleaners opposite the county and when my great-grandmother died, you know, there was a reference in the obituary to her half-brother, yeah. Clifford, and her half-sister, but no mention of, or acknowledgement of my grandmother. Oh. Mm. So you were, uh, you mm. know, yeah. 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 Those things, the it? times and they changed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've covered all sorts of tragedies now that went yeah. on. Hooray for the national health, eh? Hooray for the national health. Yes, indeed. But I mean, in these days, it's been leaving them on the doorstep of places they know that they, you know, be found. You know, young girls and have the babies on their own. When Kerry and I moved to London, and even though it was just the two of us, I couldn't go into hospital, so that was 1968. And we had a flat and we had shared a bathroom, they didn't care, you know, so so I had um, my Chris uh, at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything turned out all yeah, right, but yeah. the girl who lived in the flat next door but one, her baby um, suffered damage because yeah. uh, couldn't get into hospital in yeah. time, you know, she had to forceps, etc. So. I mean, these days people get the choice, do you know? Yeah. yeah. So I, always, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know what was it like down here then. What was it like down here for? Was it your choice about home births? You were, or, yeah. Well, did you have to have home births? I don't think no, it was ever mentioned. Well, you know, I had to. In nineteen seventy, you you had a choice. You had a choice. Yeah. They they sort of pushed you towards. 
go into hospital yeah, then. Yeah. And uh, but you did have a choice yeah. unless something, I mean, something went wrong. Yeah. 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 Everything's hanky dory. I mean yeah. it was fine, there was it wasn't mm. any problem. But as I say, you know the, Yeah. Uh, well I remember coming down when I was pregnant, um, down to East Glam as it was then. Mm. That was nineteen seventy. Yeah. I can't I can't remember they asking me, do they want to own birth or I can't remember. Mm. Um and the first time and I didn't want to go to Tunapia because we lived in four and I did so many stories but so anyway, um I had all the big marauders, you know, first of all and I was standing there in this little little maternity thing now, short because I was a fashion, this thick bucket. And then she called me to be weighed and all the rest of it. You look about 16 for this. <laughs> I got you down here as an elderly primate. <laughs> I, I was sort of 26, 27, yeah, yeah. 27. Yeah. And um, so she'd come in, blah, 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 so I was weighed and all the rest of it. And the next thing I said, shit, everything's fine. Next thing I knew, I was up in Clonopia. That's where I had to go. Oh. A cousin of mine in 1928. She had to have, they all had um, births at home. Oh, yeah. Because there was no such thing as going into hospital, not, not in my mother's day, you know. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, she, a cousin of mine, this was, and she had it done at home. And forceps was used, and she lost an eye. Oh, and she yeah. went through life. Yeah. But yeah. she did really well. Yeah. She did really yeah. well, yeah. although she only had one eye. Mm -hmm. And she eventually became a head of, of a school. Uh, Mary, her name was, I can remember her now so well. Well, she was a cousin of mine anyway, but she's been gone this long yeah. time. But she was just a year or so older than what I am now yeah. then. So that's going back, you know, a long time. So um, she lost she lost an eye because there was no other uh, anything available. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine mm -hmm. what that happened? Well, yeah. oh my, my mother lost a baby between me there and my brother um, seven months. Oh. Um, it was seven months of gestation. Yes, yes, yes. And um, my father blamed the doctor. He was furious. And funny enough, we were talking about it oh, a couple of years ago. And I said, um, so what happened to him? And um, my father thought he was buried because he paid, he can remember yeah. paying. Mm -hmm. As you have to but, years ago. So we went mm -hmm. over to Glintaff and I was looking, um, asked them to search through the records because it's all on the computer now. And um, they couldn't find anything, so presumably he he went in with any Tom Dick or Harry, which I think is quite sad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It is, um, yeah. Alvin couldn't make it this morning, but she's given me a story oh, to write right. down. Okay, that's great. Yeah. At the age of three, in 1937, I was very unfortunate to be struck down with infantile paralysis, oh, polio. Oh, yeah. There were three cases in Tinant. And one child um, suffered with typhoid. All cases were caused by raw sewage standing in our bay, um, which is the backyard, isn't it? for over three weeks. Our drainage pipes were too small. They'd been installed when these uh, pit houses were first built. And every year, two or three times a year, the houses filled with toilet waste. Yeah. I was treated by the local doctor, paid for out of the miners' fund, as there was no NHS mm -hmm. in those days, 
Luckily, I could still breathe, but unable to move. Movement to my limbs did return, but the muscle on my left leg never developed. Every night up to the age of about 14, I had exercises to practice, picking up marbles and pencils with my toes. I could ride a special bike. Dad had improved on the pedals very, very young. When I learned, I went swimming in the local brook and about 10 years of age, I started to collect empty pop bottles remember those? Mm, yeah. yeah. To return mm. um, to our local shops, which they paid my bus fare, sixpence. <laughs> return and 3p entry to Pontypridd, uh, to the swimming baths, which are back now, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All this physical exercise improved my muscles and I went on to become a scout leader, um, like camping, and even climbing Penelope. There we are. Amazing. Yeah, I mean that was that was something to really yeah. be afraid of. I know I had a friend with polio. and mm. um, we used to, to yeah, in the river uh, clean or clen, whichever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, clean it is, isn't it? Um there was an area which um we used to sort of go down by the riverside there, and we were all warned never ever to go in this water, but it's a nice sunny day, one hurt a little paddle, and, uh, and one of our friends called Polio. Oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. She was, um, she was very poorly with it. I mean, sometimes they go so bad, they go into an iron lung, don't they? Yeah. When, oh, my well, word. When I, just been, been when I was in Red Lava, there were oh, yeah, that's, children yeah. Yeah. who were always oh. living in the kids, oh, lungs, kids used to be around as well in that place, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get polio just from infected water? Or other ways. Oh, I, other ways. I, I think wow. there were other ways. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I mean, know. that's a high statistic. Three out of a small yeah, village. Yeah, village. Think, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When I was about ten, I suppose it was. My mum was really ill. She was um, no hospital. She was in bed in the house, and they thought that well, she had pneumonia. So when she got better, they sent her off to hospital for an X-ray. And all they could tell was, at that time, that they could see a shadow on her lung, mm. but they had no idea what it was, so no. sorry, but there's nothing you can do about it. And um, when she was 78, they found out that this shadow on her lung was actually, as what I call asbestosis, oh, I, can't, yeah. Yeah. I can never yeah. pronounce the word. Yeah, and... Um, they, they didn't know, they didn't yeah. have the technology yeah. to... She had asbestosis? All those years, yeah, she was a munitions worker in the war. Oh, and she had, yes, she had yes, um, yeah. pneumonia then yeah. during the war. Yeah. But they just put it down to, you know, yeah. people getting pneumonia then. Yeah, but it was actually that. She lived to 78 until mm -hmm. they... Oh, she, well, you can say she's lucky. Yeah. Yeah. She was very yeah. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It was very debilitating, isn't yeah. it, you know? Yeah, but the difference was, like, they couldn't... Um, <coughs> Must be about nineteen fifty eight, something like that, yeah. about time, I think. And um, they couldn't they didn't have a clue what it was, nothing at all. Yeah. When we went for this X ray, um because there was obviously something wrong, all she ever used to complain about was this pain in her back. Mm. Felt like somebody was pouring hot water down her back. And 
as soon as she had the x-ray, they, they were able to say that they thought that it was going through, because they have to tell you now, don't they? They thought there was a possibility that it was mesothelioma, yes, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Asbestosis, I'll say. Yeah. So what stuck in my mind was, when I thought about it, that all those years ago, they had no idea, but now, straight away. So if they mm. had known it then, I mean, it happened, look how long she lived anyway. Mm. Yeah. But, um, she would have lost a lung, wouldn't she, asbestos? She what? She would have lost a lung, wouldn't she? Probably. She would probably, they would have, I don't know what they would have done in 1958, no idea. I mean, it's, it's, it's a terminal disease, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, My yeah. sister's uh, partner, he died a few years ago from asbestos-related cancer. By the time they found out he had it, that, that's what was, yeah. when he was a young man, he was an engineer. Yeah. And yeah. that's what killed him, was asbestos cancer. So your mum was very lucky to she be. She was lucky. You see that... Um, um, children of people who've had contact with asbestosis who used to sit on their laps through contaminated overalls yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's amazing. Yeah. And a number of school teachers have had it through just putting displays on. Displays yeah. 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 When we um, lived in the house in Ridvelen, uh, we had a downstairs bathroom and there was never enough hot water and uh, I was in the bath. Counselors. And he was in the bath and said, Mum, the water's cold. Well, I'd come along with the kettle of water and putting the water in and my foot slipped and, uh, and that was it. And it was quite a nasty burn and he, and he didn't know about putting it under cold water yeah. in 10 minutes. Yeah. And um, so I went to the doctors and he gave me some, like a gauze in a tin. And I had a, a reaction to that. So I think it might have put penicillin in it. So ever since then, my mother said, oh, you're allergic to penicillin. Mm -hmm. And then um, about uh, 15 years ago, I had a nasty bout of sinusitis. And I went to the doctors and the doctor said, uh, are you allergic to anything? Um, penicillin. How do you know? My mother told me. <laughs> she said, are you sure? Well, my mother told me I was allergic to penicillin. So he said, we try penicillin, and guess what? I'm not allergic to penicillin. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening to me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found this episode really interesting because it gave such a clear description of the beneficial changes in both social and healthcare services. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversations and you tune in for the next episode.